undergroundcollective.co.uk. Welcome along to part three of episode three. In this one, we talk about our favourite albums outside of electronic music. Right, let's um, let's get on to talk about albums. Otherwise, you know, we can... <laughs> yeah, we like what we were with Kevin turning be pissed on whiskey, and it'd be four in the morning. <laughs> I was talking about Brexit again. <laughs> Did we talk about Brexit? <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah. Nah, don't do it. Not right no, now, because House no. Boris, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not go there, Chris. Let's really okay. not go there. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> right, let's um let's go to uh, let's go to Chris actually. Let's go to his um one of his album his favorite albums out. Now this is another one which is straddling electronic music and not electronic music because I've picked um yep. I picked what have I picked um Saint uh, Germain Tourist mm-hmm. uh, and I'm gonna play. Obviously, Rose Rouge. Is it Rose Rouge? How do you that pronounce it? Yeah. Rouge. Rouge. I need to work Rouge. on my. <laughs> yeah, work on your French. Come on. Saint Germain as well. Saint Germain. Saint Germain. Rouge. Saint Germain. It depends on where you come from. Saint Germain. And how, how much alcohol do you have? Some French dude, right? I'm playing now. That's the French guy. That's the French guy. This is him. Thomas Bangal. Hey, 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 hey,
Can you talk oh, about all that again? Amazon so, these days. What is this? Delivered, <laughs> delivered Amazon in Prime, August. Free delivery. Friday, Laurent April Gagne, the 10th. Laurent is a French guy. The other French one. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was... Well, you were talking over the track, which we'll lose, so I'll just talk about it now. You were talking oh. about Laurent Garnier. And yeah. the man with the red face. Laurent Garnier was a chef. He's a chef by trade. True. And with the time when he was breaking in and playing at the warehouse, not the warehouse project, the other great Manchester venue, the Hacienda. Hacienda. He was he was chefing at a place called Greens in Altrincham, which mm-hmm. is a French a French brasserie in Altrincham. And then he'd finish his shift in the kitchen, 
go straight to Hacienda, and this is when he was trying to get into to play in there. But yeah, he took his have his records with him after his shift in the kitchen, and would go and uh, go and play at the uh, at the Hacienda, which is pretty cool. And I know this because when I was getting records delivered and lived in sale, I was obviously hard to find records. We I was using a lot a lot of time, and. I went to pick my records up, and the guy behind the counter was an ex-chef as well, and worked with him. He went, do you know Lauren Garney? I was like, yeah, I went to you. And, yeah, I worked with him. I was like, what do you mean you worked with him? He was a chef at Greens in Altering when I was a chef. <laughs> <laughs> Proper random. The world is a village. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but he is, yeah, he's, but he's, not, he's been around. The, the, the book, long. actually, his, his, his autobiography is, is really, really interesting how it came to the uh, 90s, back again, like feeling old, but all this rave stuff and this illegal raves they did. And I mean, in France, there wasn't really much. That's why he came to England then. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's absolutely interestingly um, written what what he experienced in that time. So it really, well, yeah, absolute so we recommendation were, we were just, to read. We were just talking about Electroshock, which is Laurent Garnier's book while mm-hmm. that track was playing between ourselves. Um, I just nipped onto Amazon um while we were talking about it to buy it very nearly pressed buy and then thought i should probably check the language of this book before i buy it and it's in german so i don't know if there's an english version of it but i can't find it in amazon god i didn't spend 20 pounds on a book in a language i can't read what you could do is you could post post it to chris and he could like read read extracts yeah of course no i found the translator online translator idea for a podcast or use it as an french guy no, not just Laurent Garnier. We could um, we could do it on many German books yeah, that you could just uh, read in English yeah. to us. No, 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 no. chapter <laughs> at a time. Well. That could be an underground collective new podcast. Mm-hmm. The spoken word of Chris. Christoph <laughs> yeah. Reeds. That's going to be the title of the Pro- podcast. Probably not. Because there's um, there's a there's a book by um, oh what's his what's the fellow's name now the the head bouncer at Bergheim. Sven. Sven Marquardt. Yeah. He bought out a book, um, basically like his memoirs. Yeah, and that's only yeah. that's only ever come out in German, and it's never been translated into English, which is really? frustrating me. So, so that'll be the second book in in Christmas German. <laughs> I mean, I'm quite sure the book is from Laurent Garnier is in French as well. Well, I can't read that either. So, <laughs> if that helps, Paul, I don't know. Paul. Yeah. Do we have any French people? In, in, no, we don't. My no, wife, actually, my wife is fluent in French, so she could oh, read, she could go. read the French version to me every we night. Have a solution. <laughs> Do you remember when we were in uh, Ritterbudska and we Nick got talking to this French couple for like twenty minutes, and then Nick kind of caught our eye and we went over, and the French couple didn't realise she was English. That's how good her French is. Yeah. <laughs> she like I a real fluent. Saying that she... Nick, Nick will <laughs> sniff out French people in a club. Just so she could go and talk French, she just loves speaking French. Yeah, well, that's what this. We walked over, and you, and they, this French couple were really confused. Like, hang on a minute, are you? I thought you were French. And it's like, no, I'm from Birmingham. <laughs> really confused. I found it in English, so oh, it's, it's available English. on. I don't know. How is it called? Rocket Books. Send me the link, bro. Link, hmm. link me up. You. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned um, how to find records. They're actually still going. I know, I know. How mental is that? How bizarre. How bizarre. 
They're not that hard to find anymore, though, because they're, they're fucking uh, everywhere. They've moved, they've moved premises, yeah. though, aren't they? They're back in... Because I remember back... Because hard to find, obviously, in Birmingham. So I used to yeah, actually go there quite a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah but yeah. When, they, when they started... Because they, they moved into a very kind of quite retail-orientated location for a, for, for a good while. I don't know if they're still there now. Um, but when they first started... You used to go to Hard to Find Records. It was like an office block, and you'd buzz yeah. to go in, and you'd go into the you go into the, their offices basically, and it wasn't laid out like a shop at all. It was like bookcases of records, and I always used to say, you know, what's called Hard to Find Records because it's really fucking hard <laughs> to find a record in there. <laughs> do you remember? Do you, do you remember getting the booklet, the little booklet that you used yeah, to say yeah. every month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they did a lot of um, a lot of audio gear as well back in the day, and. They sort of had, you know, exclusive and firsts and and sort of yeah. Yeah, but then when they've got twenty copies or something, it's not very hard to find. I don't really. It's a bit of a misnomer. <laughs> they um they had wicked cars as well. They had like Porsche nine elevens with like plastic number plate, plastic as their number plate, and vinyl as their number plate and stuff like that. You could always you always knew when they where they when they were driving past you. You're like, <laughs> oh, there's the hard to find guys. Anyway, anyway. We got sidetracked by Lauren Garnier in Hard to Find Records, yeah. but that was Saint Germain. Taurus. Saint Germain. Saint Germain. Who's mom? Him. His real name is Ludovic Nevar. That's his real name, and he plays most of those rep tracks. He plays most of those instruments himself, which is pretty impressive. But yeah, that was um, released in 2000, and it's listed as new, de- new stroke acid jazz, but that's got a 4 4 kick, in my opinion. I think you can play that. <laughs> In a house set. Nearly every track on this album is in 4-4, but... Yeah, what's... Well, Chess was, like, in the 2000s, was Acid Chess absolutely a... a That's what it was listening to. Yeah, yeah, apparently, Acid Jazz, so... What's nice. the one at the, be- at the beginning of the album? Is it deep in it? No, it's not on this one. The first track oh, on this is... album, right, is, okay. Um, is, is, uh, what's it called again? I got the vinyl somewhere here. <laughs> <laughs> is it Larry nice, must okay, think we are it, we are around eighty now. Is that is that a nice heavy vinyl? Is it a flimsy one? <laughs> I think so. No, I'm I'm not quite sure. I got the cheap one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a wicked pick. It's a wicked album. Where's Teddy's yeah. off? He's off for a smoke. But anyway, let's go on to um let's go on to Larry's album pick because it's an absolute absolute stonker of an album, let's be honest. Stone Cold Classic. Obviously. Talk about it for a minute, and I'll um, and how you got to know it, and I'll play because it's it predates your birth by twenty four years. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, absolute classic. My favorite album outside electronic music, or up there. I mean, I was like with you. I was up there with the streets, but um, it's got to be the classic songs in the key of life. Stevie Wonder. Oh, classic. Ooh. So that was seventy six. I think that was released. Um, but yeah, I just, I like, I grew up on music kind of like that. I mean, my dad was always playing me like Jam, Paul Weller, uh, and then I'd listen to like Stevie Wonder and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's got a bit, my granddad was a massive Stevie Wonder fan. Um, loves the Needle of Today, first track on the album, actually played at his funeral. And as uh, one of the tracks was played when my mum got remarried, so a bit of sentimental value there. But yeah, just I think it's just timeless, like you say. It's how how old is it now? Not nearly forty years old. And, yeah, it's class. And just it's just gonna stand the test of time. And just as a musician, you know, one of the best to ever do it. And just yeah, I just 
It's, it's just a, good, a great it's album. It's good job I didn't pick the one from your granddad's funeral, wasn't it? That would have been... <laughs> a bit of a mood killer but um... I, picked, um, I picked a play off it I picked this
which was I Wish. And it forms the bones of Wild Wild West by Wild Wild West. Which is a fucking two, awful record. <laughs> Wild West. West. Oh my god. Yeah, no, it's a great it's a great album and yeah, like I grew up listening to stuff like that, but I'll never not hear, you know, some of the classic the funk and like Stevie Wonder, some tunes just will always never fail to put a smile on my face. So yeah, that's that's my choice. Fucking. And I was I did a bit of background on it, and 130 musicians and engineers worked on that album. Really, what? 130 different musicians and engineers worked on that album. And why did they fail then? No, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a big no, long album, really? isn't it? It's what? like how many how many tracks is the album? Like, uh, is it's almost like two albums in one, isn't it? There is. It's getting a bit better on Spotify. There is, yeah, it's at least 22, 23. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, 130 musicians worked on that. And, and that just shows its age, doesn't it? Because that you wouldn't get, no record label would fund 130 no. musicians to make an album now because there isn't the return in the album sales. So it shows, that kind of dates it a little bit from that perspective. The automation of music. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you wouldn't need 130 people to work on an album now, would you? You just need a door. Yeah, I mean, when, when you pick the <laughs> cheapest <laughs> persons to work on an album, you pay the price then. You know? 130 <laughs> very, very cheap uh, engineers working on it, <laughs> besides, uh, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but people used to make more money out of records then as well. Though, well didn't that, they? That's, that's my point, is no, no record label would fund that kind of expense on the production of an album now, because they'd never get the return on it, because there's no money in selling albums and money's in touring, so. Yeah. Especially in electronic music. Hence why DJ fees are so, so oh. high. Unless we negotiate really good deals and get us <laughs> to play for us. <laughs> Sell the dream, don't we? So, Right, the last pick for um, album. And again, this is another one which is dubious. Is it outside electronic music or not? Is, is Matt's. So Matt, <laughs> Matt gave me three tracks because he said Jamiroquai and he gave me Virtual Insanity, The Little L and Space Cowboy. And it turns out they're all on different albums. So... <laughs> <laughs> Funk Odyssey. They're not, Funk not, Odyssey. they're not on Funk Odyssey. The Little L's on Funk Odyssey. Virtual Insanity's on Travel Without Moving and okay. Space Cowboys in Return of Space Cowboys. <laughs> so, out, because of that, that I decided... That's the best of Jamiroquai. That's what, exactly what I was getting to. Yeah. That's what I was getting to. So, oh, I'm a rude joke. Sorry, mate. 40 years of Jamiroquai. So, I, I decided that he must have meant the singles 1992 to 2006. That's what he must have meant. <laughs> that will do, yeah. <laughs> uh, and do you want to talk about a bit about Jamiroquai then, and I'll I'll cue this track up. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's quite a strange story, really, because I actually um, got into Jamiroquai sort of many moons ago. And uh, true story, this is how I actually met my um, my first partner um, to my eldest daughter. Um, I was actually dressed as Jamiroquai. <laughs> Um, singing, singing Cosmic Girl on top of a taxi roof to this girl that I had this crush on, was a little besotted with, and Ooh. all the rest of it. So, um... it's been very besotted with to be dressed <laughs> on, top of, <laughs> so, on top of a taxi. So, she, she was, uh, yeah, the taxi driver wasn't amused, and I had, I had all the gear on, um, yeah, wheeling out Cosmic Girl at the top of my voice to, uh, to woo her, should we say? <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> and it worked. No, but um, yeah, you know, regarding his um, his instrumentation, um, his composition, his voice, um, you know, and and some of the videography that he did in some of the music videos as well. 
um, just had me sort of really quite sort of struck on him as well. And some of the, you know, some of the bass lines as well in some of the tracks. Um, just, uh, yeah, just really, really loved his his sound and his vibe and his groove. And, and, and just it played quite a large sort of influence um, outside of, um, you know, the electronic scene and the house vibe and DJing. So it's, it's, it's always a good go-to album, definitely. Yeah. And what I picked is I picked something a little bit that's not quite as disco-y or as funk as the <laughs> other stuff. I picked Deeper Underground, which is this.
this is probably my least favourite Jamiroquai track of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jamiroquai's made some amazing music, but that one was shit. It wasn't it made for like the Godzilla film or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But I picked it because I think it it's wasn't... a bit of hate, hate and love thing with Jamiroquai. Yeah. You love him yeah. or you hate him. Yeah, more true. or less. Yeah. I think that's Chris's Chris's polite way of saying he hates Jamiroquai. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's no the some... <laughs> no, no, don't really hate him. But it's it's special. Special. So do you love him? <laughs> no. No, so there you go. <laughs> so Chris says, there's a love hate thing with Jamiroquai. Do you love Jamiroquai? No. Yeah. Yeah, so I do nothing. I just I'm I'm neutral. <laughs> I'm like Switzerland. So. <laughs> virtual insanity is great. Good chat there. Yeah. Yeah. Virtual insanity is yeah is a fave definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but they were obvious ones to play. So that's why I played yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. She just played one off a massive Hollywood blockbuster instead. That underground <laughs> track, <laughs> million miles away from yeah, from the left was... field. There. <laughs> Where is he from? Actually, is he from Iceland? No. What was it? America. He's from the UK. Yeah. Is he? Oh, okay. yeah. I thought he's more exotic. Okay. I, I'm not, I've got to admit, I'm not. What's, what's not exotic about being from the UK? Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an island. Well, you've never been to Birmingham, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've seen the, uh, uh, the series. Um, the Peaky TV Blinders. Shows. Yeah. Peaky Blinders. Oh, yeah. Is that, why you, is that why you can understand Simon really well? He's... <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Birmingham. <laughs> is it still like it was back then? Yeah, it's, that's not a historical piece. That's what it's like. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. I didn't know that. It's a documentary about modern day Birmingham. <laughs> it's, it's a modern life documentary. About it's still recent, it's recent, yeah. yeah. We, it's we were on cars. Yeah. We've got more modern clothes and more gangs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you got internet, so that means some, something yeah. changed. Yeah. The way you do it, <laughs> but it's still the same. It depends. Never... It depends. Way. I mean, because you've got the regions around. Well, you've got Birmingham and then you've got the Black Country, which the Black Country is, um, it was named because it was very industrial. Mm -hmm. um, and they're very, we're very, very different places. There's so a lot similar. of people think the Birmingham accent is the very Black similar. Country accent, which it's not. But <laughs> the joke is that there's a museum in the Black Country called the Black Country Museum, but you don't know you've left it because as soon as you walk out, you're still in the Black Country Museum because it's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've never heard you call the, the canal the cut, though. The cut. No. Yeah. Is that is that yeah. a phrase? That, is that a phrase that's disappeared? The cut. I, there's probably some people that still use it, but I I don't really use much kind of like brummy lingo. That's because you live in Royal Sutton Coalfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it upper class or it's King okay. Henry VIII's old hunting ground, isn't it, mate? Ooh. I'm not, I'm, yeah, that's a lot of history. It is. Yeah, it is. here you go. Mm -hmm. Royal Sutton Coalfield is called Royal Sutton Coalfield because King Henry VIII was was hunting here one day, and a, wow. a wild boar charged him, and a peasant girl shot the wild boar with a bow and arrow, which would have killed him. And after that happened, he gave the Sutton Park, um, well, he gave royal decree to Sutton Coalfield. And he gave the park, which is massive, uh, which was his old hunting ground. He gave that to the people of Sutton Coalfield. Wow. You're, wel you're welcome. It's history that's, and everything in that's here. It's basic knowledge you, you get to learn in, in yeah, school. I mean, yeah, we don't make this for people to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, that's... Yeah. It's, that is gold, isn't it? That is absolute... Yeah, right. it's it's gold. Really, good, really good stuff, that is. Not related in any way to music, but did he do a little dance when he was... It was a little, like, uh, a little, like, three-piece kind of 
like violinist and someone playing a bagpipes and stuff when he came into the <laughs> We need to link you back to music somehow, Simon. I don't know, no one's going to listen to this shite anyway, are they? <laughs> We've talked a lot less bollocks on this one than we have on the other ones. We have, and and I've noticed that the amount of whiskey you drink and the amount of bollocks you talk, they they colorate, they colorate. I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking that abuse, come on. I know. They are. They go hand in hand, shall we say? Are you trying to pretend that you've only just realised that maybe and the, the amount I drink and the amount of bollocks I talk, there's a there's a link between the two? You've known me since uh, since two thousand. Yeah, the penny's just dropping. Twenty years. <laughs> anyway, that kind of that concludes the uh, the record. So I'm going to hit stop. Um, so thanks for listening. That was part three of our third roundtable chat. Um, all parts from all episodes are on our SoundCloud and our Mixcloud page. Go check them out.